0: This is a podcast about Vancouver, our community, our culture, our quirks, and all the colors that combine to make our city of glass. My name's Moamir, and I'll be your host. This is Van Color. Hurry, is it, so you it. This is Van Color. <laughs> The westernized practice of yoga, a group of physical, mental, and spiritual disciplines which has its roots in ancient India, is a ubiquitous hallmark of Vancouver's active lifestyle culture. Given the pervasiveness of Lululemon pants that fashion Vancouverites in swells across the seawall and busy downtown streets, it should be no surprise that Vancouver hosts over 1,500 yoga classes per week, making our city a true Yoga hotspot, A yin and yang of metaphysical transcendence and commercial consumption, Vancouver's yoga community is deeply embedded in the fabric of how we define what's cool in our city. Whether we're sipping on craft kombucha, shaping our best tree pose in front of a vista of mountains for that perfect Instagram post, or rhapsodizing to strangers about mindfulness in between speakers at a local TEDx conference. The infusion of yogic culture in our city is undeniable. Today on This Is Van Culler, I'm joined by the president of y Yoga, one of Metro Vancouver's most prominent wellness companies, offering yoga-centric fitness across 12 locations. With a community of over 50,000 yogis, she leads YYoga in their vision of making the world a better place. She sat as the VP of Finance for Vancouver's 2010 Olympic Games, an advisor to the 2012 Olympic Games in London, and the 2014 Games in Sochi. She's also been a senior leader with some of Canada's top brands such as Boston Pizza International, Mountain Equipment Co-op, and KPMG LLP. Her volunteer work is extensive with contributions to the boards of Sport BC and BC Athletics. Throughout her career, she has promoted healthy, active, and values-based lifestyles while supporting businesses and their leaders. She's all about you, finding your purpose, and listening to your intuition, and getting out that good word. She cultivates a community that I'm so proud to be a part of, Yogini Extraordinaire (laughs) the Powerful. Carrie Dillon. Carrie, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks, Mo. That that sounds like a really big intro that I, <laughs> I want to make sure I live up to that. <laughs> no,
0: I think you do. And uh, you know, I've been really looking forward to to having you on the show and I've been loving my time at Y Yoga and it's great. it's great to meet you. So thanks for being here. Happy uh, to be here. I have to ask right off the bat yeah. though, did you get your dharmic dose of yoga today?
1: You know, I have not gone to yoga yet today, but I do meditate in the morning and the evening for mm-hmm. sure that I at least get it. Every day? Every day. Good
0: for you. Yeah. Wow. And I, you are wearing a boot right now. So I know that's I know. a tough question. <laughs> can You still? Do, you can still do some yoga.
1: You know what? I was wearing a boot doing our 30-day challenge in May. Yeah. And the two things that I found I could do really well were yin yoga because that's on the floor close to the ground. That worked for me in Pilates. Wonder oh yeah that makes space. sense yeah, yeah because it's it's a lot of core work and things like that, so not a lot of standing so yeah. i could do both of those quite well okay and i managed 28 of 31 days pretty
0: good. with a boot on
1: with a boot on
0: pretty impressive inspirational okay. that's
1: what i was going for
0: <laughs> love it well every time i connect with fellow yogis this question always comes up and i want you to feel this curiosity as well mm-hmm. how did you discover yoga and what inspired you to make it a regular practice?
1: Funny. The first time that I ever got experience to yoga, and I didn't actually even know it was yoga. I was about seven years old. Okay. And if you remember, which maybe you don't, maybe it's aging myself, but there was a Canadian uh, morning show with Karine Zebroff. Um, <laughs> right, I know, in the 70s. Okay. So that definitely ages me. Um, but she used to do yoga and I was just a kid really? who was super active. I loved to stretch. She was doing all these stretches in the morning, so rather mm-hmm. than watching cartoons, I was doing yoga and not knowing it was yoga. Right. Um, yeah, so that was kind of like my first dipping my toe in, and was she it?
0: calling it uh like the poses by the western names or by the sanskrit I names I, okay. honestly but I it can't. was the same poses and the same yeah wow. same stuff
1: and she was like yoga for everybody okay um uh, cool. she had this little red kind of um look like a swimsuit kind of outfit on because yeah. back in the day that's what she wore and just think back jane fonda look right um yeah in the 70s and then i got reacquainted with it actually when i was traveling Okay. So I was in my twenties, and I was traveling through Australia, New Zealand, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started reacquainting myself with uh, with yoga. They were doing them out of surf. Um, a lot of the surf kind of areas were doing it at the beach clubs. Right. Um, yeah, and I just I think when I'm traveling, you kind of get a different headspace, mm-hmm. and yeah, I reconnected with it there.
0: And is and is that when? It became a regular practice where you yeah. decided, okay, I'm going to do this yeah. every day. Yeah. So
1: every every new like little town I went to, I would try to find where they were doing yoga. Yeah. Um. So I was doing them in, in like church basements and in elementary schools and.
0: It's so funny because for me, um, I had been doing yoga once a week, uh, but then I went to Bali and I went mm-hmm. all around that island yeah. and everywhere you go, there's like sunrise yoga or beach yoga. Yeah. And I'd always sneak it in, and literally the next day, I came well, the next day when I came home. I went to Y yoga and signed on for a month to month because i was like i need this practice in my life daily like i just felt so well i just felt so good yeah it was a great way to break up the day it was a good way to start the day or end the day Mm -hmm. and uh that exposure definitely convinced me almost immediately like oh i need to make this a regular yeah so
1: what was it for you that kind of hooked you when you were in bali
0: about yoga yeah um I think it was it, – first of all, when you do sunrise yoga and the sun is actually rising, mm-hmm. it's a pretty powerful experience. Yeah. Um, and then also I, I took a class – I took a couple of classes at, the you know, the world-famous yoga barn. Mm-hmm. And they had these, like, fundamental classes, which were really about foundation and, and doing the basic poses, but where your feet are supposed to be and, and sort of alignment and that kind of thing. And as soon as I sort of understood the basics mm-hmm. of it um, – I definitely liked all the other classes I was going to a lot more as well yeah. and I saw, started to see the challenge and started to see okay where we can take this and yeah. uh, that's kind of what sucked me in I guess yeah yeah cool. <laughs> cool. no
1: I love it I love to hear people it, it's interesting um, mm-hmm. yoga is one of those things it's almost like a song yeah when you hear something getting played you revert back to almost like the first time where you made that emotional connection, whatever that was. And yoga is one of those places that does the exact same thing. It brings you back to that emotion. What, right. Where were you? What was it? Um, everybody remembers their first time. Like it's, it's quite an interesting, unique um, thing and experience.
0: Right. And I don't know if this is a proverb or maybe a modified proverb, but uh, someone once told me, you don't find yoga, yoga finds you. Yeah, it's and, true. Um, that's kind of how it felt. Like I just, you know, was taken in immediately. Yeah. And I had been doing it, but I just didn't feel the same way about it as I did after that trip. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, cool. Given the size of Y Yoga, mm-hmm. you as the president of Y Yoga, obviously you have your finger on the pulse of the yoga community at large, in this city at least, uh, and I guess even in this country. So how do you think most people in Vancouver discover yoga?
1: I I would say the majority and what I see when I kind of connect with our community Mm -hmm. is somebody really close to them has brought them because it's emotionally touched their life in some way and they want to share that experience with somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's been like fundamental core for them that they just want to share it. So somebody has usually brought them. It becomes a safe environment because I think for some people yoga seems intimidating and scary and I'm not flexible enough and you hear all of those Mm -hmm. things um, but you trust in another person um, that's going to Take you somewhere and have support, um, right? While you're in somewhere unique,
0: sure. And I guess as someone who is creating that space, mm-hmm. cultivating community becomes quite important, right? Huge. Because if if that's how you, most people are being introduced through yoga, is through mm-hmm. word of mouth or through a personal connection, um, creating that space where people feel comfortable and yeah. can practice without. Worrying about other things is is quite important. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think for us, if you've ever come into our spaces, which I know you have, Mo, Mm -hmm. but for maybe your listeners who haven't, we have community areas for that, for that primary reason. Yes, we want you to connect while you're in the classroom and uh, more connect with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, That sort of mind-body kind of connection internally. And then outside the classroom, we want the community to connect. So we have communal spaces for people to connect and we have events for people to connect Mm -hmm. at. So that's a pretty key um, component of how we actually structure the studio
0: yeah and and a lot of teachers do this as well where before the class you have to say hi to someone you don't know or yeah. during the class you have to like high five someone or yeah or give someone shoot someone a wink or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I find that a lot of teachers make that a part of their practice as well which yeah. Yeah. forces you to, to cultivate <laughs> to get community. out of your space yeah exactly Well, because i
1: think a lot of people they go in and and they're there for themselves which is fantastic mm-hmm. but you'll be practicing beside the same person for maybe two three four years right um because you're a creature of a habit and you put your mat in the exact same place and all of those things are great but yeah. um it's really about how can we support each other in a really safe environment where even if you've practiced 10 years and you're a first timer Mm -hmm. um, we're about all levels welcome so trying to create that space where um, no matter where you are in your journey and your practice um, there's something for everybody for sure which i think is pretty cool where do
0: you put your mat in class
1: i actually put my mat um usually at the very back okay um more because i i know that newbies it's it's actually quite good to maybe be in like the second row where mm-hmm. where you have somebody to follow um you're kind of in the middle you're not uh, it's less intimidating but for me in the back it's i can i actually get a nice perspective of the community right. and i love to actually see the diversity in the room that for me is like just crazy and i love it and you know i'll be practicing beside somebody who's like 60 and another person who's like 18 and it's yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So for me, it's a, it's an awesome perspective of everybody. Totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: I find it's mood it's almost mood dependent for me. Yeah. But I I prefer to go front and center as like a preemptive SOS because ah. I always feel like especially if we're trying something new, like if you are front and center, you do get a little more attention in terms of uh, hands on assistance or yep. uh, queuing or or mm-hmm. whatever. So for me, it's like it took me a while to get there, but yeah. I just find like. That's just where did you useful. start probably in the back yeah yeah probably yeah. just intimidated in the back for sure yeah um i get it and then i think as you get comfortable and you know the teachers and you know you know other students as well mm-hmm. yeah but, you, but there are some days when i'm just i'm not feeling good and I'm, i still <laughs> stick it in the back and like <laughs> Is there,
1: are there certain classes that you gravitate to
0: um i mean i, I like power classes power yep. yoga for sure cool. um I can't do hot in the summer. I just don't. Interesting. I'm not yeah. a fan. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, but in the winter, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Um, a good flow class is great. Uh, I do some, uh, I guess, core fusion or Pilates yep. fusion classes yep. as well. And good. then the odd spin and odd sculpt class as well. Yeah. So I try to mix it up wherever yeah. I can because there's so many offerings at yeah. at y Yoga. Yeah.
1: Cool. Have you taken any yin yet? I have. Yeah. I haven't
0: fa- I haven't fallen in love with it, I'll be you honest. Know, it, you. It's
1: it's a little bit of a love-hate in the beginning with yin. Is you it? Well, because it's you're holding poses for 3 to 5 minutes, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of you can get in your head and 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 that can be kind of scary, intimidating because it's it's an inward sort of practice to some degree right. that a lot of people need to take their mind elsewhere um so that quiet time with yourself is a little bit overwhelming
0: yeah that might be it you know being being stuck with my own thoughts yeah
1: (laughs) because because you're slowing down no it's it's a hundred percent i know some people walk out and go oh my gosh i'm not ready for that yet and i'm like i get it it took me about i don't know 10 times of doing yin for me to sort of like drop into that space and um and actually now i welcome that Mm -hmm. um which has been kind of interesting and i know just like you said i i your comment of "I can't do hot in the summer." I've actually seen my practice depending on how I'm feeling mm-hmm. um, over the years. Like I was super into power and yin, and then I was like hot, hot, hot. That's all I was doing. Right. And I, so it's actually been kind of neat. I oh, uh-huh, like what's going on that I'm really attracted to certain styles, right? Um, depending yeah. on either my energy or just the year. Yeah, and I've I've
0: gone through those stages too where you've maybe focused it on one or two disciplines mm-hmm. and then other I'll be in other moods where for a couple of months it's in a week I can't do the same discipline. Yeah. Right. I have to do very varied and, mm-hmm. and different disciplines. Yeah. But it's made it me. all so, depends. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: made me sort of take a bit of a pause and go, Hmm, what's going on for me that that's, like, why do I need all of this variety and change and things and stuff? Like, is there mm-hmm. something that isn't sitting right with me? Like, yeah, it's it's sort of interesting to take a bit of a pause and go, hmm, what's going on there?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is interesting. You probably um,
1: haven't done that yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I, I probably get a little more introspective uh, than most people. Yeah. Uh, they call that neuroticism, but... <laughs> Uh, in terms of s- specifically looking at that, no, I haven't given that thought. Yeah, like in terms of why I pick the classes I pick. but yeah, um, I'm probably going to now and I'm probably gonna obsess over it. So <laughs> sorry. <thanks>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love me later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and maybe it'll lead to you know, a personal shift and 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 on that idea, when you started and you started making the uh, yoga a, a regular practice, mm-hmm. what personal shifts did you, start to notice and not so much on the mat in terms of like your progression but off the mat in terms of how it affected other areas of your
1: life uh you know what i learned how to breathe yeah that was sort of interesting of just how shallow how um less mindful i was of a very important um piece of who i am that really affects your nervous system and how you think and, and all of those pieces. So mm-hmm. I learned how to breathe, mm-hmm. which sounds crazy. But if you've gone to yoga, you totally get that comment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's actually, uh, it's funny. When I have a really difficult um, problem or issue that I'm trying to go through at work, mm-hmm. um, I'll often say to people, I-, I need to go to yoga and just kind of let my mind <laughs> Let my mind wander because when I come out of yoga, I have such clarity that I can usually not find the answer, but all the clutter has just gone away in my mm-hmm. mind that the, um, that the answer kind of appears and maybe that sounds corny, but I've found that that has been a really interesting byproduct that now I use that right. um, pretty consistently. and And the founder, Terry McBride, mm-hmm. will often, if we're struggling with something together and we'll just look at each other and go, yoga, lunchtime? We're like, yes. And then by the afternoon we're solving whatever was sort of troubling us in the um, in the morning, which is like fabulous and fascinating.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that sounds corny at all. I mean, uh, meditation was really my gateway drug into
1: yeah.
0: a yoga. And one of the things I found with med- meditation was, it, it does have that decluttering effect, as you said, or mm-hmm. I, I refer to as defragmenting. Mm, okay. uh, and you just kind of Love put that. everything together. So that makes, I mean, that totally makes sense to yeah, me. Like it Yeah,
1: res- and I think it resonates with a lot of people, but it's not really, most people go into yoga because they want to stretch. Mm-hmm. They think that that's maybe one of the things and, and the byproducts that end up coming out of that, of that sort of connectedness to your body, um, the decluttering of the mind, the all of those sort of interesting knock-ons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as you stick with it, Uh, they become these small changes that then just become who you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and from a broader perspective, I I think that if you commit to learning one new skill, Mm -hmm. no matter what it is, you sort of develop these adjunct skills or or develop this adjunct knowledge Mm -hmm. that affects other areas of your life. And Mm -hmm. yoga is a perfect example where, like you just sort of mentioned, what what you're talking about is coping skills, Mm -hmm. right? So we all take little stresses on. We all take big stresses on. But suddenly when you learn to breathe you realize you have a lot more sovereignty in terms of how you react to things right and how you feel about things um and that's sorry go ahead no
1: what i was going to say is yoga was sort of an interesting thing for me i learned how to because you're in some uncomfortable positions at times, or mm-hmm. holding chair pose like for what seems forever, <laughs> and Jasmina says it's only been 30 seconds. You're like, really? <laughs> um, but you're but you're in those moments, and it's um, how do you cope when you're in stress? Mm-hmm. How do how do you um, calm your nervous system? So what I found is how I deal with things. I'm so much more calm on uh, uh, times of stress, right? Because I've honed that on my yoga mat. Yeah. Um, which is for me been like a fascinating like nothing like I broke my toe yes. as you know on Thursday night and I I basically just kind of kept moving through it. I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, this happened, we're good, no problem. Um, versus having like a, a major stress response to the whole what is now going to be a six week recuperation period. <laughs> um but yeah, you just kind of adjust and you just kind of shift and you keep moving. Like Absolutely. it's not um it's not as big of a deal as maybe it would have been before.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the the earliest lessons I learned in my yoga experience was um, from a teacher, Aaron Bjornsson, in North mm-hmm. Vancouver, yep. and she also teaches at Park Royal as well. Um, I was, you know, working very conscious by my breath, so I'd be breathing quite heavily, and i have been told I have powerful breath. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe just loud, I don't know, but um, Aaron kind of me aside from after class and she said you know your breath work is great like you're clearly trying to stay in the flow and you're doing a great job and and it's actually you create the rhythm for other people uh which i thought was nice of her to say but she said but you're straining too hard and she Mm. and and she she basically explained it to me how you can go just as intense in a pose or in your breath without having to strain your face or strain Mm -hmm. your shoulders and she's like just think about that next time like try to go as deep as you know, as you're as you're trying to go in and a warrior soften. pose, but soften everything else. Yeah, and that was something that I thought was for me so beneficial because I have started applying that idea to other aspects of my life where I can be quite intense, or if I'm focused or hyper focused, I get really into something. But it doesn't mean that I have to clamp up and and stress out and and and, act and hike that your way.
1: shoulders up and exactly yeah, yeah. yeah, and
0: you can be just yeah. as intense without having to add on that other stress. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think within a few months she had she had told me that and it stuck with me and it affected so many different areas of yeah, my life. That's
1: cool to me. Yeah. yeah. I love it.
0: And, and I think when we're talking about, you know, learning a new skill and how it affects other areas of your life, I, I think this is also why balance is such a sought after ideal for us, mm-hmm. because we recognize that discipline, health, relationships, career, they're not combined... In these vacuums, your home life, your work life, your health, your consumption of media and messages, all these things have very symbiotic relationships. So it's really cool how adding a new behavior like daily yoga or or yoga a couple times a week or changing behaviors, eating better food than you've been eating Mm -hmm. before, can suddenly open up new perspectives in other areas of your life. And I think that's one of the cool things that I really connected with yoga where something on the mat, for whatever reason, resonates yeah. with something that's going on yeah. off the mat. Yeah. Um, from your vantage point, mm-hmm. based on the large membership of y yoga, you know, what are some of the transformative effects that you've seen the practice have for people? We've talked about Ooh. ourselves a little bit, but...
1: Oh, that's that's a big question. <laughs> um, you, you know, what is touching and inspirational, mm-hmm. and we share them at... Um, We call it base camp, so that's our head office, Mm -hmm. is when we get notes from uh, our guests who say stuff like, um, you know, I was going through a really hard time. I was I was going through some mental health issues and I can come into the studio and I feel supported and taken care of and um, just a really welcoming environment. Mm -hmm. And that's helped me to work through my anxiety or my depression or my, like those are super heartwarming. And, mm-hmm. and we get the people that are going through cancer and have found um, uh, solace on the mat um, and connection with the community where they can come in with, um, you know, a bald head and um, nobody bats an eye at that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's actually getting me, like it's, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. so. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's super special when you can provide a service that um, just touches people straight to their heart and their soul mm-hmm. and makes them um, feel comfortable in a community of people where uh, uh, they can be themselves. Absolutely. Which is and, pretty cool.
0: And not even going to, you know, that extreme level of, of someone who is mm-hmm. ill, but even just someone who hasn't been to a fitness class or hasn't done a mm-hmm. fitness class it can be quite intimidating but i find that from you've cultivated this environment where it's other students it's teachers it's the front desk staff like everyone's super supportive no one's no yeah. one's judgmental about what you're wearing or nobody are looking yeah and people y- you help care you care
1: more than anybody else around you yeah
0: exactly <laughs> yeah that's why i don't like to face the mirrors but yeah
1: yeah and, and you know what everyone's gonna find their thing um and and it's supposed to be a like it's interesting. A lot of people when they come into the studio, they're like, "Wow, it's really serene and peaceful and kind of spa-like." But everything's really white. Like it's wow. Like I'm I'm surprised that everything's so white. And I said, "Well, the color are the people." The that I said that's what brings the color to the studio. I right. said that's why everything is white. I said yeah. that's why when you step into a studio room to go, I said the people are the color. They're yeah. wearing the color. I said it's um. I said, that's what it's about for us. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's what I want people to focus on. And that's what should stand out in um, in our spaces.
0: Cool. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at every studio I go to now thinking yeah, about that. Yeah, but, but but
1: that's why it's all natural, natural woods, white colors, very clean palette. Mm-hmm. Um, because the people are the color.
0: Yeah, well, we've definitely achieved that effect, I think. Mm-hmm. At least the yeah. studios I've But just to. looking
1: at it from a different perspective, but that is actually the heart and soul of why the studios look the way they do.
0: For sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime that something becomes popular in mm-hmm. the health and wellness realm. There's always questions about his true benefits. We've certainly mm-hmm. talked about some anecdotal stuff. Yeah. Um, but from your understanding, you know, what are the science-based benefits of a regular yoga practice and a regular uh, meditation practice?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, great question. Again, a, a big question. Um, we,
0: have, we have time. We are not stressed. Yeah, time. no.
1: <laughs> but in terms of sort of, I mean, there's the... There's the mental sort of clarity, ability to kind of slow down, go inward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's great benefits to your to your heart, your respiratory system, your nervous system. Those mm-hmm. are all amazing things um, that actually affect every cell in your body. Um, and I just think it's it's good to be a part of a community. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's a really important part of health and and well being. Mm-hmm. For we are community creatures um we like to be a part of something and and um, that's what this kind of allows people to be we are actually doing a study with ubc around trying to take the um uh, to do some cognitive um uh, what would you call it like sort of putting some medical data behind the benefits of yoga
0: oh okay interesting Um,
1: yeah so we're actually working with the university of british columbia um, to make that happen and we're about i'm gonna say three quarters of the way through the study which should cool. hopefully be coming out in the next kind of six to nine months it actually put some um facts and data mm-hmm. behind it and um why yoga um doing it with them has been kind of cool like we're all like super interested to see um um to see that kind of finalized results come out but yeah. so far it's you know there is some health benefits sure um from a data perspective on that because everyone kind of feels like there are but yeah that it's you know because it's not like um you're lifting a weight and you see your muscle grow which mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think it's it's a lot more internal and yeah but, you get but you do
0: get some of that i mean i do. i've noticed new of definition of my legs thanks to all these Chair poses and uh, warrior poses that I've been doing.
1: Absolutely, like you can see that, that, but it's in a but it's in a different form. It's a different form. Yeah, Yeah, you've got you've got strength and conditioning um, for your muscles and your heart and your cardiovascular and all those things. Mm -hmm. But um, but the the real synergy is there's been so much talk about mindfulness and to be able to bring mindfulness into your physical practice, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that's the that's the kind of incredible marriage of yoga because both of them have been doing that for thousands of years.
0: Yeah. And I I think you hit an interesting point there of this, uh, this marriage of yoga Mm -hmm. and meditation and mindfulness. Um, again, this is coming from me, a basic, (laughs) a basic bro. Uh, but I was very, uh, resistant to try meditation for the first time. And how come I I don't know. I just didn't see how, I mean, I was like 26. I just, I was like, why would I be into this? I don't know. Like this sitting still just (laughs) didn't make sense. And um, it was an ex-girlfriend at the time who was like really pushing me to try it. And I was like, okay, fine. And I tried it and it was great. And I I loved it. And like I said, it had that defragmenting, decluttering effect, which I think in our, especially in our modern time with all our technology, we are, multitasking all the time mm-hmm. so our brain is in a million different directions and then to make that space for yourself to just bring it all together mm-hmm. is really wonderful and then when it comes to fitness one of the things I've always liked about fitness whether it's doing the gross grind or lifting weights is that sometimes when you work yourself into a certain exhaustion a healthy exhaustion there is a clarity in that mm-hmm. and this practice yoga combines that physical effort and that meditative Mm -hmm. uh effort as well and you and it is a double whammy it is a marriage and I like that you that you also just pointed that out so yeah
1: no like when I do flow class it's I call it my moving meditation Mm -hmm. like that's 100% what it is most of the time my eyes are closed I'm doing my vinyasas like I I love it right um but yeah I think that for some people they have to sort of um, baby step their way there because having it all happen all at once can be overwhelming. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was like me. Yeah. I
0: mean, I put, the, I put the pieces together in mm-hmm. terms of like, I got into meditation and then I, I kind of dabbled here and there with the float tank. And then I yeah. got into a weekly kundalini practice and then I went to Bali and then I just went all in and kind nice. of brought all the pieces together. So, That's amazing. So, so how long does,
1: have you been doing it for? Uh,
0: I've I've been a regular at Y Yoga for almost two years and then before that i was doing almost two years of just once a week kundalini which Mm -hmm. is quite it's like quite a different arm of yoga
1: lots of kriyas
0: lots of kriyas lots of uh yeah just lots of pattern movements as opposed to holding poses Mm -hmm. right yeah um well
1: it's about moving energy yeah right exactly so a very very different practice i mean we have i think 12 styles of yoga Mm -hmm. um but there's well there's hundreds and hundreds of styles of yoga sure
0: yeah. Uh, yeah why no Kundalini at wyo
1: uh we have had Kundalini in the past yeah. but um really it's uh Didn't you you gotta you've gotta kind of pick a path yeah and ours is really all about alignment and um and all levels and Fair enough yeah. yeah it's just that's what we've chosen cool. so f- so far <laughs> but you never know yeah we're always open to adding new things and new styles I mean I,
0: I'd be a fan yeah. just saying yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: i'll take that down <laughs> um on the
0: um Noted. on the on the topic of science-based benefits mm-hmm. um one interesting thing that i've noticed is that they've done sci- they've done research on the benefits of saunas mm-hmm. and heat shock proteins that you get and, and how that's that's good for you and it has all these benefits but they haven't really done it on hot yoga and i wonder the study that that you're saying UBC's mm. Um, engaging in are they looking at hot yoga specifically as well
1: no they're not um we've just been basically doing a um a yoga sequence okay. and seeing the before and after effects on the mind right um and and the body from that perspective, but no, not specifically on hot yoga, okay. but I think that would be really cool.
0: Yeah Yeah, because they there are medical benefits to mm-hmm. being in a sauna. So absolutely having a little movement in a sauna seems yeah seems to be why you know, not, beneficial right? as well. I mean,
1: that's that's basically what uh, our why hot is, is yeah 40 degrees 40% humidity um, with a preset sequence mm-hmm. um, that has been specifically designed for um for the body to open up and um and progress in a certain pattern and in a certain way. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some methodology and reasons behind what that patterning of R, mm-hmm. um by hot sequences. So yeah, I'd be super into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
0: or you know what you should also do is to take like a before and after picture of people from a from a oh. hot class or a flow class or something. <laughs> but I think you get like a you get you get people in like a very blissful state. Yeah.
1: The endorphins, the yeah, the heat rushing through your body. Yeah. It's I always say like when I when I step into our our hot studio, mm-hmm. it's like I've just gone on a tropical vacation. <laughs> I, I step in there and I'm like, Oh, this is so great. Right.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. and that's how that's how I find it in the winter. Yeah. When it's dark and cold here or rainy. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really love hot classes. Yeah. But in the summer, for whatever reason I just it's not, not my jam. style not my yeah. style but plenty of other things to choose from yeah So that's good Um yoga is obviously very popular in this city off the top of my head I think there could be several reasons we're a health conscious city we do have a lot of eastern influences in mm-hmm. this city we tend to latch on to trends quite quickly mm-hmm. we've also had entrepreneurs whose businesses have helped to push yoga into the public mm-hmm. consciousness as well obviously yeah. Chip Wilson of Lululemon is a great example and even uh terry mcbride the co-founder of why yoga Mm -hmm. um but i want your take on this why do you Mm. think yoga has become so popular in vancouver and is it a case where we caught on to a global trend or do you think that vancouver is one of those places that's helped to push the popularity of yoga globally
1: i would say that you know, Vancouver. I would say any coastal city. So whether it's Vancouver or um, California or New York or um, or kind of Toronto, mm-hmm. um, both coastal sort of areas of the country seem to be the spaces where up and coming um, new uh, activities or new kind of uh, waves of Um, of fitness and cultures kind of come from Mm -hmm. so i think vancouverites love to be active yeah they um they were pretty mindful we like um we like anything that can kind of connect kind of nature body mind soul that kind of stuff and i think that yeah we were just ripe for it and you know i think that the spaces that we create are trying to create where um I, i think there's there was some space where it was um, a little bit more uh, less accessible for people. Like it felt a little bit more scary. And what we were we're trying to do is to make it feel less scary for people and less intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's, that's working and that's happening and yeah, Vancouverites just love it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, <laughs> we constantly get the comment of our North shore studios it has this beautiful um window that overlooks Mm -hmm. the mountains and people are like oh my god like you're bringing nature to me while i'm doing this amazing activity indoors like people love it so those are kind of the spaces that we're trying to create where um you get that beautiful vancouver landscape Mm -hmm. um while you're indoors doing something that you love right yeah 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 because as vancouverites we always want to be outside when it's nice out because we never know if tomorrow's gonna rain
0: yeah You've you've brought up this uh, this issue or not issue, but these uh, these other coastal cities. Mm-hmm. How do you think Vancouver compares to these other coastal cities in terms of our yoga scene? Are we is there anything that makes Vancouver distinct, or mm-hmm. are we quite similar?
1: Uh, I would say there is a definite distinction even between Toronto and uh, Vancouver. Okay, they're quite different. Um,
0: How would you characterize Vancouver then?
1: Uh, Vancouver, we have. Uh, We have more, we have a lot of variety of yoga, but we have, um, uh, I would say less in Toronto. There's more mom and pop yoga studios that are all over the place. So it's quite disseminated. Yeah. Um, whereas here in Vancouver, we have a couple of, um, or a few more like uh, local uh, communities mm-hmm. um, that have developed around um, two or three local brands, which mm. I think makes us a little bit unique, definitely in comparison to Toronto. Yeah. Um, which I would say is is a little bit similar to, um, to down in the U.S. There's two big major players in yoga down in the U.S. Okay. Um, that I think you know, definitely helped to move the yoga scene mm-hmm. in the U.S. And um, and they've looked up to us at Y Yoga and gone, okay, we want to see what you guys are doing because we've heard you've been doing some cool stuff. So yeah. um, so we've been in conversations with them, and that's kind of neat that cool. that these big guys down in the U.S. are kind of looking at us and seeing what th- yeah. we're doing because, um, because we have sort of, you know, a really good presence in Canada and so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um has been kinda neat for us.
0: Has there been any consideration of going to other provinces in Canada? Right now you're in Absolutely. BC or Ontario. Yeah.
1: We got a couple goalposts. We just need to fill in the middle. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh so yes, that's the that's the Big goal for us is to be in every major city across Canada. Okay, cool. Um, and we're working on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just takes takes time because our biggest um, consideration is where the studio is located. Mm-hmm. We know that um, people want to be near where they live, um, and that's where they want the studio near. So we've got to be really picky about where we actually put that studio and to make sure, sure. it makes sense.
0: And again, the studios that I've been to, all highly visible, mm-hmm. uh, highly accessible. It's not like yeah. you're you have to go out of your way to go there. It's, it's, yeah. they're great. They clearly have all, all that. They, they have that in common. I yeah. Think, between the studios, at least in Metro Vancouver. Yeah. Those are the ones that I've been. Yeah.
1: To. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so well, they all strategy. take on their own like little communities, right? They do. Like, um, each studio has its own kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you can still tell it's still part of a connected network. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of takes on wherever it's located, which is kind of neat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Further to to this idea, do you think yoga is now ingrained in Mm -hmm. Vancouver's culture? Because it's almost a bit of a Vancouver trope, right? Like walking Mm -hmm. around in your yoga pants and strapping your yoga mat to your bike. (laughs) Is Vancouver one of the more prominent yoga cities in the world? Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, like I said, you know, we have people in the U.S. that are looking to us, mm-hmm. what we're doing. So clearly we're on the map. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we are, any coastal city is just, we're all about health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, we work hard, we play hard. Um, we like to be sort of uh, first in line to whatever kind of is new and out there. And this mindfulness movement, which has been interesting that that's caught on w- within the last couple of years, this whole yeah. mindfulness thing. You know, and I look at it and go, well, you know, we were bringing in meditation before mindfulness and meditation was cool. Um, so, so that for me is quite interesting mm-hmm. that we've been, um, we, we, it was interesting when we first brought it in and people were a little bit scared about it and, and the classes weren't full and and all of that. And now that it's become a thing, people are now, oh, okay, it's not um, a weird thing anymore. It's become a lot more mainstream. So. Right. Uh, that's been kind of interesting to actually see the culture shift mm-hmm. um, with just our our communities. Let let's, so let's get into
0: this culture shift. I want to mm-hmm. uh, I want to talk about a Western phenomenon, and again, we can bring it back to to Vancouver. You know, it's been well documented that there is a decline of religious subscription or participation in Western countries. People are just not going to church or or temple or whatever their place of worship is in the same numbers that they used to go to those places and you know this isn't the forum to discuss religion so we're not going to go there but I think people agree that one of the benefits of being part of an organized religion is a sense of community and it's one of the motivating factors for people to regularly attend service wherever they practice their religion so bringing people together without a primarily monetary purpose but for common beliefs or common goals is quite powerful. And I'm of the belief that we all have this inherent need for that beyond our immediate family, beyond our work. We crave to be part of social communities, and organized communities are an easy way to satiate that need. So, I guess w- I'm, I'm I'm taking a while to preamble this, but <laughs> yeah. the, the the question is, you know, has yoga and even other fitness communities, specifically something like CrossFit, have they become the new church and Specifically, if you think about these communities, they require a disciplined attendance to feel par- to feel that you're a part of these communities. To experience some of the transformations and shifts that we've talked about earlier, there is a bit of a dress code. Everyone in yoga class is pretty much wearing the same thing, like in the same style. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have these 30-day challenges, which almost mirror solemn religious observances like Lent or Ramadan people in the communities uh, tend to spread the word outside of their communities even perhaps to the annoyance of some people <laughs> and and when you're absent in, a, in in a class that you regularly attend people get worried and i've been on both sides of that where i have texted or received text from someone saying where were you in class like what, is everything okay <laughs> so there is this like really positive social pressure so you know is yoga crossfit these other fitness communities are they hitting something in the human psyche um and especially yoga because it does have traditionally speaking that spiritual element to it right
1: Mm -hmm. yeah you know what we are just creatures who want to connect yeah um as as human beings it's i think it's just it's one of the fabrics of who we are Mm -hmm. so if there's a um a commonality of whatever that is whether it's religion or fitness or running or um, a book club or whatever that happens to be, I think you're going to gravitate. And those people are going to get together, they're going to form a community, and they're going to care about one another. Right. So yeah, do I think it's the new church, as you put (laughs) it? Um, I just think it's, it's whatever you want to make it, be and it's a community it's mm-hmm. a community of like-minded people getting together doing something that they love whatever sure. that love is um, yeah so if you want to call it that great <laughs> um, I like to call it a community sure um, yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. that's really what we're trying to foster right it's like all people welcome come to the community um, we'll meet you where you are wherever you are in that wellness journey yeah. um, internally physically uh, mentally whatever that happens to look like so yeah i just it's just about supporting each other so mm-hmm. yeah
0: but i think it's done it it's done that so successfully and and yoga and crossfit are two great examples of yeah. you know book clubs are not catching fire the way that these <laughs> fitness communities are right maybe if it
1: was called kindle
0: if it was called kindle yeah and everyone had to have Where's a kindle a book
1: i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> the kindle club i don't know yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I, and, and I think it just goes back to that idea. Like there are some, some interesting parallels. I'm not saying yeah. yoga is a religion. I'm just saying that there are some interesting parallels with those social communities that we all crave for. And I think there is yeah. something, um, again, inherent to being human where yeah. we need these communities and these common interests that aren't like mm-hmm. our work or not our immediate family. Yeah. but need to be a part of. So. Yeah, and
1: it was funny even when you uh, made the analogy of like a thirty day challenge to like a Ramadan or something. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it in that context ever before until you actually brought it up. <laughs> um
0: but it but it's it's so much it's is like that and you're supporting each other right yeah like, yeah you and, and, each you're, other and you're committing times,
1: but... to something for yourself yeah as part of a bigger community mm-hmm. um for a common goal a belief oh whatever that happens to be and how you want it to resonate with you personally mm-hmm. right like i think about you in the 30-day challenge and <laughs> and that um you know it was impressive the um you were inspiring, you were committed, like all of those things um, that I think that it became infectious uh, for the people around you. (laughs) No, but really it, it, like that's, and it, and it started to sort of move a tide with the community because that um, uh, you were inspiring others around you, which is uh, a pretty cool thing.
0: Well, thank you very much. that's, that's very sweet of you to say. I mean, I was, uh, what I was going to say is that what yoga has done with some of these challenges is you've added on, a, a charitable mm-hmm. aspect to it right so again it goes back to this idea of okay you're, you are doing it for yourself but then you're doing it for this like bigger cause and and once you added that that uh fundraising aspect to it mm-hmm. I was even more into it and yeah. there was more positive social pressure for me to like crush the challenge and do really well <laughs> and if that was I mean if that rubbed off on other people and, and they caught the same fever then then awesome but yeah. I was just I was focused on that but there was this opportunity to not only do a fitness challenge for myself, but then raise some money and and, and try to, to give
1: back to others in the community. Exactly, it's pretty special.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- and that is, you know that that it, that is something that brings people together when mm-hmm. you have a purpose that's just beyond you, you or mm-hmm. you getting fit or yeah. <laughs> yeah. you trying to master your dancer's pose or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: For some, that's still an internal thing.
0: <laughs> I've I've given up on dancers pose. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. No. I'm, so
1: uh, what's the one you're shooting for?
0: Like the pose that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I the one that I was working on and recently ha- have done, and I mm-hmm. I haven't done it proficiently, but I've done it enough times where I think it's okay. Is a half moon pose, but with prayer hands.
1: Oh yeah. Good Yeah, one.
0: and I'm looking, you know, straight. Yeah. So so that was one where I was trying and I couldn't get that. Um, I think the next one for me is going to be, and this is a, this is really tough, but the roll up without any momentum, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's all core. Yeah. That's Um,
1: a a solid one.
0: So we'll see. I've, I've been eating a lot of ice cream and drinking a lot of beer this (laughs) summer, so it's not going to happen this summer.
1: (laughs) The patios are calling. (laughs) Right. So
0: maybe by the, the end of the year, we'll try to work up to that. I definitely feel like I, I have a much stronger core than I did last year, but, um, yeah, that's one thing where I just can't do. I can't do that roll up.
1: Yeah, cool. I get stuck. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, should, you should come to Pilates class with me. Pilates okay. has been amazing in terms of my, um, uh, it's helped to take my yoga to kind of like another level because it's a lot of um, small muscle, core, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I found that has been really good for connecting some of those pieces of right. stability for me and yoga. Yeah, yeah. And, and
0: and Pilates is so crazy because when you look at a a move or a movement, you look at it and you're like that's pretty easy. Yeah. And then you're in it for 20 seconds, yeah. and you're and you're just on fire. Yeah. You're just, you're what just... is happening? Exactly. Why is my body breaking down in yeah. this seemingly s- gentle, easy move? Yeah. Because uh, you're not like swinging your arms widely oh. or doing anything like that or or doing jumping jacks. You're, yeah. It's these little movements. And, yeah.
1: It's the micro muscles that are in there that have to like work it's and, intense yeah because your big muscles take over and they're bullies and your little ones like yeah yeah they gotta <laughs> they gotta start working for you no I know it's it's amazing and it's humbling yeah yeah so that's what I have found when I started Pilates kind of um this year was it w- it felt like yoga like the first time I did it it, mm. it was pretty humbling like my abs were sore for about three days after the first class I did, and I went, "Wow, I thought I had a strong core. Clearly, I haven't been using that."
0: Yeah, yeah. You, do, you, re- and you. I think you hit the, the the nail on the head there. Like you realize that your big muscles pick up the slack for so much of your body. Yeah. And then you discover these new muscles that never get used. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's quite amazing. So that it's the roll up cool. is is the next thing for me. I think we're going to try you. that. How about you? Once you're out of the boot.
1: Uh, handstand. Okay. Yeah. So even though I broke my toe on Thursday, I was trying handstand on Friday.
0: Cool. Yeah. Good so for you.
1: so that I want to be able to do it where I'm I'm not against the wall. Mm. So I I got a little bit of airtime on Friday where I wasn't up against the wall. Okay. Um we're we're, we're hoping we're going to get there at some point.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Going upside
1: down. I know. I was like <laughs> I, that's what I want to do.
0: I've been I'm not there at handstand just yet, but I've been doing like the uh uh What what is it like a dolphin? Oh yeah, uh, headstand. Oh that's good. That's tough. That is tough. It's way tougher than just your palms. Yeah, it's such a big yeah. yeah, yeah. The the
1: tripod. Yeah. Going with the tripod headstand, a little bit more stability versus. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. Super intense. Super intense. (laughs) It's good though. It's good.
0: Um, so as someone who has been an advocate for values-based living. What made you join y Yoga originally? Ooh. You've obviously, I mean, we went through some of some of your your past work history, quite an impressive resume. Uh, what led you to to join on board here?
1: Yeah, uh, well, they hired me. No, <laughs> no, that's probably not a good answer. No, um, I was actually a guest. I was going to y Yoga, oh, okay. and I was without a job yeah. so I was uh,
0: you were open to the universe,
1: yeah. I was like in in all honesty, i had I had left my job, and um I'd had some uh, my dad had passed away. and I'd made this conscious choice of, okay, I want to actually go do something that um that's meaningful for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to put good energy out to the universe. I was running. Love I was it. going to yoga. I was like, something magical will happen. Yeah. Um, and then a role came up at Y Yoga. And my friends were texting me and going, oh, my God, like, this is perfect for you. And I was like, yeah, that'll fit my values. That'll be great. Cool. Um, I met with Terry and I met with the board. And, um, and what I learned about myself kind of throughout the, the roles that I had um, was that I really wanted to be a leader of mm-hmm. people. Um, and you know I had been a part of the Olympics which you know was once in a lifetime uh, for me and I was wondering how I was gonna continue to um, to kind of elevate and do things that I loved Mm -hmm. and have a bunch of amazing uh, brilliant bright people around me and talked to Terry and he was like this is my vision this is what I want to do I want to take this amazing thing and take it across Canada and I went wow so when did you join uh, five years ago okay
0: yeah and what was your first role in
1: I was a CFO so okay. I was head of finance technology and real estate and development mm-hmm. yeah cool. and then sort of took over um, the rest of it about three years ago I guess okay um to kind of run the organization so Carrie, Terry gave me the reins and said here you go go run it and I yeah. was like great sounds amazing <laughs> um yeah and the ability to be entrepreneurial and mm-hmm. and to create a my hope the, my vision is to create an iconic canadian brand mm-hmm. that um that that touches people in a way that um one they probably didn't expect sure um and two you know our vision is was is quite big and our mission is to make the world a better place but i truly believe that because when i am connected to yoga and i was practicing before i ever was a part of the organization Mm -hmm. um i was just showing up better on and off my mat yeah as a human being and that that is the inspiration for me to kind of be a part of the organization Mm -hmm. um i've had the ability to work with some amazing people um along that journey and um and continue to do that and get to meet guests and and i kind of go like what we're doing is actually amazing and great for people like Mm -hmm. how can you not want to be a part of something like that and the fact that it's Canadian and it's local to Vancouver, like you're just ticking all of the boxes. Absolutely. Um, that and make I think, it pretty special. And I think
0: one thing that you, you haven't mentioned in, in what I learned recently was that organizationally it's quite flat. It is. Right? So and and so yeah. you're quite connected to you know, what's going on on yeah. the ground because there's not these like layers of management that you no. have to go through. And no. um, I think that's such a cool aspect of it as well. We, and we have no walls. Mm-hmm.
1: It's an open office. Okay. We have dogs in the office. Perfect. I can literally reach out and I can take five steps in either direction. And I can touch every single person in base camp right. um, in the organization. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, we have a really flat management structure, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, it's great. I mean, I get to meet every single, um, we call them guest experience. So our Mm -hmm. front desk staff who meet and greet, um, every guest who comes in, they come and do training in our offices. So I get to meet everybody. Most of them can't remember me, but they remember my dog, (laughs) which is fabulous. They're like, how's Rocky? I'm like, great. Um, so like that to me where, um where you have hourly staff who are maybe still in high school or mm-hmm. like 16 years old and they get a connection with some, you know, and I especially think this is important for girls out there mm-hmm. to actually see some really strong leaders who are women,
0: sure. um,
1: you know, 80%, 90% of our staff are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really important in this day and age that they actually get to see that happening Um, and to have some role models in that, whether we think of ourselves as that or not, um, I think it's pretty impressionable Mm -hmm. and that's, what's pretty neat to me is to see those guys. And, and we have so many people in our organization that have been with us for 10 years, Mm -hmm. eight years, nine years, um, that have grown up with the company and taken on a variety of different roles. Like that's pretty, um, it's pretty special and, and different, I think for a young company we're only 10 years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: I think people forgot
1: that. Yeah, yeah, like we're not that old. Because it is such
0: a mainstay in Vancouver. I in go Metro like, we're, we're,
1: we're still scrappy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're still innovative. Um, and I think it's because we have that culture of just, um, uh, like people come and talk to me no matter where, um, like the, the title's meaningless. Right. Um, it's more meaningful for people out in the world than it is for us internally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just one opinion at a table and um and i think that that's really important
0: yeah and i think that speaks to your to your leadership style and and to your overall vision um it makes you more responsive as an organization Mm -hmm. even as you continue to expand and look forward to expanding even more right Mm -hmm. um the fact that the organization is flat the fact that you are meeting um the guest service uh staff as well Mm -hmm. you're imbuing sort of your your vision Mm -hmm. into into uh into the culture of the organization. It's mm-hmm. not just here's a manual. Here's how you're supposed to be right. like. Yeah,
1: yeah. But but for me, culture. It's all about the people. Yeah. If 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 we don't um, if we don't show up as the right human beings and the right people, we're not going to create the right culture. And that is um, like I hi- I always say I hire for fit and I train for skill. That is a huge part of mm. um, the culture that I want to create. Mm. And I we spend the most time with the people that we work with. I want to like you. I want to hang out with you. Would you would hope so, right? Right? But, but, <laughs> but like the, it's so true. And I think people forget that. Like I actually want to have a laugh with you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't want you to have to come in and put on a different um, like this is my work person persona mm. and this is my not work persona. Like I want you to be authentic with who you are and whatever kind of crazy that is, um, bring it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. What is... And you might have just answered the question, mm-hmm. but what is your favorite thing about the Y
1: Yoga community? That it's so diverse. Yeah. Like I I love that. I'm I'm in teacher training right now, and I think I mm-hmm. shared that with you a little bit. Who's just, running
0: that teacher training? Just to... uh
1: Rachel and Je- uh, Rachel Scott, Jasmina Egler, and Mari Dickey. Oh cool. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So three powerhouses.
0: Three powerhouse right? rock stars yeah. at Y Yoga. Yeah for like, sure.
1: Amazing humans. Um but I'm just I'm looking around at these 22 people who chose to all be there. We have uh, a girl from London, UK, mm-hmm. um, Kelowna, Kamloops, Whistler, um, Tawasin, locally, um, and just to see, like we have people in their 60s there, all the way down to a girl who's 20.
0: Wow. And
1: and we have guys who are like really big and buff with tattoos to... like you know other guys who are like different than that and mm-hmm. um and i just that's what i love like i'm looking around going this is our people these are these are the people that make up our community and yeah um and i constantly just keep seeing that over and over again and the fact that there's a there's a space where literally all walks of life and all people are welcome i think that that's a very rare place mm-hmm. um that you can get those kinds of people all together. Mm-hmm. And all doing very similar things in their own way. Um, but all around kind of like a common a commonality that's there. Like that's awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I literally I love that.
0: And and the, uh, one of the great things about diversity is that people surprise you. Yeah. Right? Things that you wouldn't expect. And and obviously you're talking about these different people in yoga training where you wouldn't necessarily think of some of them being in there, but mm-hmm. Uh, One of my, I would say, funniest Y yoga experiences was when I was first learning crow pose. It was was a bit of a challenge, but I got got the hang of it. And I could, you know, hold it for a while. And I remember I was holding it for a while and I was feeling really good about myself. And then beside me, this older gentleman who happens to be in his 60s, uh, he's doing a full uh, handstand. Yeah. And he's he's just holding it like it's no big deal. He's and rocking I, it. He's killing it. And I'm I'm like, you know, I'm in my crow pose being like, "Oh man, okay, well, I clearly have a long way to go." And then in the middle of his handstand, he lifts up one hand. Like he's on one hand now and and I'm just like, and now at this point I fall over. I'm just like, "Come on, man." But that was something that completely surprised me cuz if I he just looked like a normal guy. Like he yeah. looked fit, but he just looked like a dude. And the fact that he was like busting off this move super nonchalant, yeah, uh, was something that surprised me. And there's 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 people in class that you would never think of them being these like mm-hmm. amazing athletes, and yeah. they they are. In the,
1: it's inspirational, though, right?
0: Inspirational, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and to know that when you're sixty. You can keep doing this and rock it. Right? But but I think like this I can do
0: that one-handed right? handstand. You, you got you got
1: another it. goal. Once you when, you've got half moon down, you're gonna <laughs> get, get your that roll, roll up, up, down, up yeah. and you're in.
0: <laughs> we'll jump right to that one right away. Well, I have to be honest, one of my favorite things is the quality of the teachers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've I, I would say not only have I not had a bad teacher, all the teachers I've had have been just fantastic. And they they all give you different things. Just, there's mm-hmm. such a variety and diversity in terms of the, the teachers as well, mm-hmm. which makes why um, yoga so enjoyable. Now, I hope you don't mind. Mm. But because I'm with you right now, I have to give gratitude Ooh. to quite a few teachers. Do it. And each of these teachers provided me a different piece to my puzzle. Um, I might not be practicing with them regularly at the moment, but they certainly provided something that was very important to me and helped me on my journey, both on the mat and off the mat. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through a quick list. No, pa- no particular order. Okay. Erin Krieger, uh, her cues are so on point. You can take her class with your eyes closed. She's mm-hmm. just amazing. And uh, she was actually the first person that I took a class with at Wyoka. Oh uh Sweet Sue Curley. Jimmy Ruzard, Annie Carr Harris, who has this insane chair pose sequence in her class, which is so great. Um, Melissa Donahoe, Aaron Bjornson, who I've already mentioned, Jason Hagmeister, Katr- uh, Katrina Wong, who encouraged me to do things that a lot of people thought were crazy, but I ended up doing them, in part because of her uh, encouragement. And I accomplished a lot of, like, fitness goals right at the start of my Y Yoga journey. So she was being – she's been incredible. Uh, Kevin Maynard, uh, mm. Aaliyah Noorani. Uh I've known Aaliyah since she was four because we're family friends. So our, our parents are friends. And um, I think she, – so she was four, and I must have been 12 or 13. And I guess because of that age difference at that age, like, she always would be – the bratty kid in my mind mm-hmm. like just this like yeah. super bratty annoying kid
1: and now she's your great teacher
0: but now like the first time i took a class with her i was blown away because she speaks with authority she sings sweetly in class sometimes she tells these stories of these you know these mythical um ancient traditions it's amazing her class is absolutely incredible so you know and i never meant that in a bad way of seeing her as a brat but i just uh, that's how I was socialized. And that's how I'd, I'd known her. But then she just completely broke all those stereotypes and, and all those preconceptions. And she's an amazing teacher, an amazing person. Uh, Brooklyn Wall, Stephanie Trembath, and, uh, of course, last but definitely not least, the priestess, Crystal Rainbow Borelli. If uh, if she started a cult tomorrow, I would liquidate all my assets and I would join. So wise, such a rock star. Um, definitely one of my favorites, and she's been very encouraging, uh, especially in the last 30 yeah. day challenge as well. So Good. Good. I just Good. wanted to give my gratitude to those teachers.
1: That's a great list. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it well is. it's
0: a great you have a great studio so yeah. with great teachers. I mean, most of my practices are on North Trail Elements. Yep. So I don't have exposure to all the teachers in on in Metro Vancouver, nor I, nor do I think I would have the time, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, Great teachers Mm -hmm. available there, right? And again, some of these I see, some of them I see regularly, some of them I don't see regularly anymore, but have all helped me in one way or another. So that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I love that.
1: No, and and thank you for um, taking the time to give them praise and shout outs um, because it's a tough job. Mm -hmm. It is a tough job. And they do it um, very eloquently. And make it safe and inviting and supportive. And yeah, they give each each individual something that they need.
0: In, yeah, and inviting yeah. is key. Because I think, yeah. you know, it is an intimidating environment when you first go in there. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, even as a guy, it's kind of intimidating. I don't really mm-hmm. know what to expect. And and then when you go there, and not only for it to be neutral, but for it to be encouraging,
1: mm-hmm.
0: makes me want to come, come again. And yep. there's often times where... I miss someone's class, and I almost feel guilty that I miss their <laughs> class. And they're totally fine with it. They don't guilt me. But um, no, they I think they're. those are some of the people that make me want to go and, yeah. and make it so enjoyable for me to go. Mm-hmm. So I think you've done a great job with creating a culture that, that has brought in teachers like this mm-hmm. and um, te- and just made an invi- inviting environment that I'm proud to be a part of. I yeah, so. no,
1: it's great. And, and I don't take credit for the teachers that come on board. That's, uh, uh, Kelly Colleen's been doing it, um, for the organization for a number of years. And, you know, we, we just want people who can create a safe, supportive environment that we, that are just really good humans on and off mm-hmm. the mat and that just have personality and creativity and connection and want to build community. Like, yeah, uh, obviously you got to know your stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but that's just as important
0: absolutely yeah yeah yeah. Um, we're we're gonna wrap up here in a cool. bit I uh, just want to ask you a few a few more personal questions
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's been the most valuable life, uh, life lesson that you've learned in your why yoga journey so not just your yoga journey but specifically working for why yoga
1: oh that's a good question what have I learned specifically about why yoga um,
0: or from Y-Yoga.
1: Yeah. From, yeah. Uh, I would say just the ability to be myself mm-hmm. and to be authentic and, um, and that that's respected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, n- not only respected, I think that's attractive. Mm-hmm. That's You gravitate towards people mm-hmm. who come off as authentic, whether yeah. you, you might even disagree with them. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like someone's being honest and open with you, Mm -hmm. there is a certain charisma involved in that. And if you're trying to build community, Mm -hmm. it makes sense, right? And
1: I go, you know, like like we all sort of have good and bad days and we show up the way we show up, but Mm to sort of own that and and to cultivate that across the organization to have some empathy. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, and just be open and honest around um, how we want to interact with one another. Totally. Which I yeah. think has been, um, yeah, I think it's been really good. Cool.
0: Yeah. Um, as a president of a company, clearly mm. you have to create balance and wellness in your life. <laughs> and this is one of your personal missions and one that you've spread as well. For someone who does feel out of balance, and we all, mm. we all get there here and there. Yep. What, uh, what sort of advice would you provide someone? If someone feels like their whole life is out of balance, their work, relationships, health, mm-hmm. where do you start?
1: I would say just pick one small thing Mm -hmm. that you can commit to every day or every, like whatever that one small thing is, Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's taking one minute for yourself um, and you lock yourself in the bathroom, you can just, you can have a moment, Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that one thing is. um, I know back in the day for me, that was, I wanted to have a healthier lifestyle way, way back. And and I was having hot water with lemon. I was like, I'm going to commit to that. Okay. Every day, hot water with lemon. And I was like, okay. And I'm going to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cleansing, ritualistic, all of those things. And then it was, oh, well, that's going to now help to create a good healthy habit. And, and, and then I just, I keep just kind of adding to it. Because I think if yeah. you try to do everything all at once, um, you're going to feel like you're failing at everything. So if you just pick one thing and you do it consistently, you can go, like, yeah, I feel really good about that. Add another thing. Then add another thing, mm-hmm. um, and and don't beat yourself up about if if you don't hit it one day. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, um, but just do something small and do it for yourself and not for anybody else, mm-hmm. um, because I think that those are the things that we uh, we do more things for everybody else than you do for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever that one small thing is, is that's going to make you happy. One of my girlfriends, it was. Um, She wanted to have a small piece of chocolate every day and that and she's gonna savor it it It's gonna be amazing (laughs) and oh my god, and I was like great do it for yourself And she's like yeah, because it makes me really happy and I was Mm -hmm. like amazing Do that and then you can build off of those things. Yeah, absolutely. and and
0: I think when it comes to sustained change Mm -hmm. the best way to go about it is gradual and Mm -hmm. and and to go slowly to, to have a complete personal revolution can be quite tricky (laughs) because you almost end up being in the same spot very shortly thereafter. Right. You might go, you might go real hard and and, and change everything, but then it's just not that sustainable. It is easier to just add on little things. And I also like the fact that you mentioned, um, being critical or Mm self-critical. I think that's something that everyone suffers with. Everyone is real hard on themselves. And, uh, we have this idea that, um, there's this voice in your head and, and maybe you can beat that voice or whatever. And, and sometimes you just realize that you have to live with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can turn the volume down, but it's not going to go away. And you, as soon as you ex- accept that self-critical voice, I found, and this is something that I've also found through yoga, when you accept that voice and just kind of turn the volume down, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And, and you often realize that you are your worst critic. There's no one harder on you than, than yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make a change, just setting out that intention is really great mm-hmm. yeah so then start with us like you said a small step and yeah
1: like whatever there. that is right just if it's you know when i was running i said like the hardest part for me about running was putting on my shoes and getting out the door mm-hmm. um, so the shoes went beside the door and i was just like okay I, I i didn't commit to 10 miles or whatever i was just like okay as long as i can do it for five minutes mm-hmm. 10 minutes then i'll see how i feel after that yeah. And then 10 minutes would go, and I'd be like, okay, I feel pretty good. I'll go for like another 10. I'd go. So it just became this I don't have to put out this massive, lofty goal. It's just if I show up, I go outside, I'll give it a shot, and I'm just going to commit to 10 minutes. Yeah. And um,
0: don't worry about the end, end result. Just uh, yeah. like think about what time you're going to put in, yep. right?
1: Yeah. And, I'm and it was put just, in the
0: work. I'm going to show up.
1: Totally. Because I knew that if I got over that, I would probably stay and run for longer because yeah. I enjoyed it and it was fun and I would kind of say it's a it's a similar thing to if I think about yoga right it's come show up mm-hmm. be a part of the community do as best as you can wherever you are in that journey mm-hmm. um and you know what nobody else is looking at you yeah like at all You happen to glance over when you were like giving yourself internal high fives on your crow pose and then you happen (laughs) to look over. Um, But really, you were so inward on your own stuff, you're not looking at anybody else. So I know that that's one of the intimidating factors of... I'm not going to be as bendy and I. everyone's going to be looking at me. Trust me, nobody's looking at you. Yeah. They're all looking at themselves in the mirror, trying to figure out how to do that pose, how to get into their body, mm-hmm. um, how to not have the thoughts be whizzing through their mind of the lists that they're making and, and how do they start to calm that. And, oh, yeah, right, she told me to breathe. I need to breathe. So trust me, everybody else is all in their own head and they're not looking at what anybody else is doing. Yeah. Um, And it's fascinating. Like, you don't think that? It took me about the first 10 times I was in yoga, and I was like, everybody's looking at me. Oh, my God, I'm not doing this right. Um, I kept coming back because I was getting physical and kind of mental benefits out of myself. And then Mm -hmm. eventually that sort of... um, that is, It sort of started to dissipate where I wasn't thinking about anybody else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I took my partner with me, to, and he's just like, oh, my God, you're so bendy. You're so this. You're so, oh, like my arms are getting sore. Oh, like, and, and I said, and he said, everyone's looking at me. And I said, nobody's looking at you. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, nobody cares at all. And he's like, really? But I think everybody is. And I'm just like, no, didn't even see it." And he's like, you were standing right next to me. I'm like, I know. I didn't even see it. I yeah. don't even know what you were doing.
0: Yeah. 'Cause it is an inward practice. Yeah. Right? You're you and I, I think that is um one of the signs of someone who's brand new mm-hmm. is that they are hyper self-aware and, and they think that everyone's looking at mm-hmm. them. And then when you get into a few classes, you mm-hmm.
1: realize like-, like this... I said, it's the record that plays in your head. Yeah. Um, like that self-critical, that whatever, you're self-critical when you first step on your mat because that's just the, the way of being that you've been so pre-programmed mm-hmm. throughout your moving through life yeah. that I think that once you can step on the yoga mat and start to reprogram that mm-hmm. um, and go inward, like I, uh, I'll be on the street sometimes, and people will say to me, uh, they'll jump in front of me, "Hey, Carrie!" And I'll be like, "Oh, hi!" Like I'm so <laughs> like doing my own thing. I'm, 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 I'm looking at the sky. I'm looking at the mountains. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm immersed in what's going on around me, but I'm not looking necessarily at, um, at the people, mm-hmm. um, because I've just gotten so used to that not being a part of, um, unless I'm there intentionally to, yeah. um, to connect. I. I disconnect a lot.
0: And I think that's great advice for people who maybe haven't tried yoga or looking to to start trying Mm -hmm. is just knowing that no one's looking at you. No. The teacher, if they are looking at you, or will be very much happy to assist you. Yeah, wear what you like. (laughs) I mean, within reason, I think. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, If someone has never tried yoga Mm -hmm. and they want to come to a Y Yoga studio, what do you think is the best strategy for them to get into it?
1: Ooh, Good question. Um, I would say if you're coming to Y Yoga, talk mm-hmm. to the front desk because mm-hmm. they um, they can help you sort of understand the styles and whatnot. But a really good style to start with is Hatha.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, yeah, it's just it's it's slower movements. It's a lot of foundational work and foundational poses, which I think is like super helpful. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like heat and you want to go try out um, something heated, actually hot practice mm-hmm. or Y hot is a really good one as well because it's uh, um, it's again it's slower paced. Um, you it's got a set of kind of core movements mm-hmm. um, throughout it, so you can. Uh, start to get a little bit confidence building because mm-hmm. you kind of understand the patterns, what what you're going to expect next, um, that kind of thing. So a lot of people, if you like heat and can kind of handle that, um, that th- that's a great practice. And mm-hmm. and so lots of people gravitate in their beginning. They start at Hatha and they go to hot as well because they can. Um, it's a confidence builder yeah. for both of them, I think. Yeah,
0: I agree. And you know, it's funny. One of the things I always hear about. Um, yoga from friends of mine that haven't really done it they've maybe done it a few times they're like yeah you know like i've been to yoga a few times it's not really a workout and they've probably been to a hatha class and Mm -hmm. i would agree with you that that's the best class to start if you're planning to make this a regular Mm -hmm. practice because the foundations are are so much are so important Mm -hmm. um But I I think yoga is absolutely a workout.
1: If you're doing it right and you're activating those little mini muscles. And and, and that's what it comes down to. Because
0: a a warrior pose from the outside, if you know nothing about yoga, looks real easy. Yeah. And then once you learn the alignment and... The foundations, yeah, it becomes really challenging. And then once you get that, you can hold it for a while, you've built that endurance. Then there's so many more add-ons, and it becomes even more challenging. Yeah.
1: It's like sitting warrior two for two minutes, and, yeah, and bend your bend your front knee and really get deep into yeah. it. And like you'll get sweaty for sure. like thirty seconds in, you're starting to heat up,
0: yeah. and so <laughs> so that's why, you know, I, I like that you said hatha, and I would just I would add to that maybe. Um, stick with it for a few classes, and then try yeah. like a hot or a, or not a hot, but a, a power or a flow yep. after that, and mm-hmm. that's when you get into the more intense Dynamic. workouts. Yeah, yep, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Anything else? How do we, uh, is anything anything to look forward to when it comes to yoga in September or the fall? Ooh,
1: September. Um, Well, we'll have um, some more classes coming on the schedule. So we do, uh, we sort of pare down a little bit over the summer and then um, we reintegrate and reintroduce uh, classes in the fall. So Mm -hmm. you'll see um, a more robust schedule kind of coming out. Um, yeah, we got a few, few things in the works. Okay, cool. Um, we'll see what happens. A lot of, uh, some community building stuff, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Instagram,
0: Facebook, Twitter, you guys are on all of that. All of it. Yeah. All of
1: it. Super active on Instagram, Insta stories, Facebook. Um, those are kind of our jams.
0: And it's an easy search. Just Why Easy yoga? search.
1: Y-Y-O-G-A. <laughs> can't, <laughs> can't forget it. Why yoga? Why not yoga? Right? It's amazing.
0: <laughs> well, Carrie, I... Sincerely want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me as someone who has been part of the y Yoga community for almost two years. I can say that I'm really grateful for the spaces that y Yoga provides, the people that it brings together, and the opportunities for transformation that it's provided me in my own life um, through all the amazing teachers and, and who have mentioned a few of them. They're just so great. So mm-hmm. thank you for that, first and foremost. And, um, and thank you for being here as well i, I yeah. really do appreciate it thank you mo for having me <laughs>
1: on and i i just i love the word that you used which is transformation mm-hmm. um it's it's a powerful um space if you can make time for it in um in your life that yeah. you will find transformation on I, and off the mat
0: i think you will and I, and like we sort of discussed it won't happen overnight it's something you yep. chip away at and it starts with showing up and it mm-hmm. starts with just Absolutely. small behavior changes or additions or maybe mm-hmm. even subtractions from from what you're currently doing. Yep. And they build over time.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Why Yoga, Carrie Dillon, and I'm Mo Amir telling you that in a city where you can be anything, be colorful. Peace.